We know where they are. We have been there and participated, but they don't know where we are. We know what they think. We once thought it too. But since born again, everything has changed, and we have put on and are putting on the mind of Christ. They have never thought these thoughts. I'm reminded of scientist Carl Sagan, once one of evolution's leading spokespersons, musing that if God authored the Bible, why didn't he say something profound in Genesis, the very first book? The redeemed said, what? Evolutionists struggle with the very first verse of the Bible in every aspect of their vacuous and foolish theory. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. We once thought they're empty and untenable thoughts, but hallelujah, not anymore. Thinking the thoughts of God's children requires a new mind, one cleared of deadly unbelief and an ear bowed down. The redeemed think God's thoughts. Jesus Christ calls this place of transition born again in John 3, verses 3 through 8. At this place, the greatest mystery and miracle of all time is entered into, where one is literally born a second time, no longer a son or daughter of Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, but a child of God, born into the household of faith, and this second birth comes with a birth certificate. Have you been born again? Are you ready to cast off the empty thoughts? Will today be the day all your sin and shame are forgiven and erased? Will today be the day when all of Satan's bondages are broken? Surely your soul is in your own hand. In just a few moments, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you come with me, everything will change for you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Here we go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God said, Revelation nineteen thirteen, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Man said, The God of the Bible has no relevance in today's enlightened society. He is outstayed as welcome. Everyone knows that. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1010, that will once again certify the full supernatural inerrancy of every word of God's holy book. All 10,010 features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the building up of your faith and as a powerful weapon in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. We welcome your presence. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. In this seven mystery series, we will be lifting foundational excerpts from various God said, man said features and stitching them together for your consideration. 
This content is truly deep water, and we recommend stopping at intervals to meditate on the principle just reviewed before continuing, especially the points that pique your interest. God's revelations do not give themselves to casual attention. The amazing mystery of words is today's focus. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Pandemic, You Are in Control, Much More Than You Can Imagine. Over the years, God Said, Man Said has published numerous features addressing neuroscience's latest discoveries concerning physical effects that are the direct result of the intent of words. Several of our features dealt with the very real placebo and nocebo effects, which are measurably physical and all a result of the intent of words. If you understand the word principle we will lay out today, you will relish the repetition. If you do not yet understand, your eyes will be opened wide. Proverbs 18.21 reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The truth of that verse is staggering. Job chapter 34, verse 3, For the ear trieth words, as the mouth tasteth meat. Each of us have a physical and a spiritual man. The physical man eats bread, and the spiritual man eats words, good or evil, and we choose the menu. Psalm chapter 33, verse 6 reads, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. If the Bible is correct in its assertion that everything is a product of words, then we should be able to find proof everywhere, and we do. Words are everything, absolutely everything. Years ago, while attending one of my son's baseball games, I had a discussion with a gentleman, and the subject of God arose. The man's responded that what I said was just words, as though words were nothing. I asked him if he would like me to prove that everything is made out of God's words. He exclaimed, Go ahead, try it. The man worked in steel, so it was appropriate that the example I used was the making of an automobile and about the making of it out of thin air with just words. The story goes like this. Over a hundred years ago, a man was driving down a bumpy dirt road in his buckboard wagon, which was being pulled along by his horse. The 20-mile trip, which would take about 25 minutes today, would take the man most of the day. As the man rode along, sweaty and fly-bitten, he thought about how great it would be if he could make a horseless carriage. His thoughts, words, ruminated around in his head all the way home. At this point, I asked the gentleman what we had so far, and he said, words. My example continued. When he got home, our inventor got out a tablet of paper with his pencil. He made word pictures and a parts schematic, creating the design of his new horseless carriage. Again, I asked the gentleman what we had so far, and he rightly answered again, words. Our inventor then got his shovel and dug up a load of iron ore and other materials. The iron ore was smelted to steel to make the parts of the horseless carriage. That iron ore and the other materials were spoken into existence out of that which is invisible with words, God's words. When I finally asked the gentleman what an automobile was made of, the answer was words. Everything is made of words, even the digital device on which you are receiving these words. 
Science was literally shocked when they began to discover DNA and its astounding marvels. A big, very big surprise was DNA's four-letter alphabet. Using these four letters, DNA delivers its instructions for the construction of all living things in words arranged in sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and volumes of books. DNA maintains on board the world's most sophisticated editing and proofing systems, and it takes a very powerful microscope to even see it. Everything is made out of words. As a result of this global pandemic, the world's population is being fed mostly bad words 24 hours a day. Tune in for just five minutes a day to get the news you need to deal with and then tune out. Our bodies are made out of words, and the words we feed our spiritual man will surely produce physical results in those bodies. End of quote. The first law of thermodynamics declares that matter cannot be created or destroyed. Its form can be changed, but it cannot be created or destroyed. The content of the earth and its universe is a constant. The first law is defined in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 14 and 15. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. And God requireth that which is past. The following excerpt uh, from the God Said, Man Said feature, Amazing Light Part 2, details what science is just now discovering about matter. Several weeks ago, God Said, Man Said reported that scientists in the last couple of decades have concluded that all physical matter is a product of energy. The Earth's energy source is the sun, photons, packages of light. 1 John chapter 1, 5 declares that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is the source of all light and therefore all energy. Scientists now theorize that in the next few decades, the energy that creates all matter will be discovered to itself be created by knowledge and understanding. Note, energy, the source of physical things, will be discovered to be a product of knowledge and understanding. Consider Proverbs 3.19. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. Proverbs 2.6. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. God does not do magic. He literally creates all things with his words of knowledge and understanding. God is the source of all knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding are represented by words. I am reminded that science has recently transformed words into light. Consider Psalms 119.130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. He giveth understanding unto the simple. Everything is made out of words, God's words. It is simplistic, so childlike, yet so marvelously astounding. The physical man whom the New Testament calls a vapor, Second Samuel describes as water spilled on the ground, and the psalmist declares as a tale that is told, eats bread. But the spiritual man who lives forever eats words. Satan tempts Christ in Matthew chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. 
And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Words are alive. The Holy Scriptures are not printer's ink and paper. They are living words. Revelation 19.13 speaks of the Christ and reads, And his name is called the Word of God. John chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Isn't that wonderful? How about John 6.35 and 48? And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I am that bread of life. John 6, 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. John six fifty three. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Jesus Christ was and is the walking, living Word of God, who willingly and lovingly went to the cross of Calvary, suffered and died, and gave his flesh for the life of the world. He sacrificed himself and snapped the stranglehold of Satan for all who will call upon his name. As we eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, sweet salvation and full freedom from the bondages of sin, death, and hell become ours. Then John six fifty four through 58 enters the picture. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Surely man cannot live by bread alone. The spiritual man, remember, he eats words. Jesus speaks in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. It's been noted that Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, and every letter in between and every word they form. Remember, everything is made out of words, and the word became flesh. John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is big truth, saints. Really a mystery of staggering, outer-worldly proportion. God is the God of words, living words, information-laden words, creative and life-giving words. He is the Word. Now imagine, because He is the Word, every letter, every phrase, Every sentence and every verse and punctuation mark in your majority text Holy Bible is a piece of God. Try this example. Think of a very large jigsaw puzzle. The picture you need to construct will be the very image and likeness of God, 
including the account of how life began, how man fell, why we need a Redeemer, how to be redeemed, how to live a victorious life, and where we will spend eternity. All of this is within the picture. Now think of each piece of the puzzle as a sentence. Keep firmly in mind that God is the inerrant living word. Pick any sentence from the box and lay it down on the empty board. Next, you'll look for a companion piece of the puzzle, another piece of God, another sentence, and then another after that and another, and so the picture begins to form. If you spent any time on God said, man said, you're aware of our stand for the authorized King James Version of the Holy Bible. There are numerous features on this website that define the reasons why. If you are not using the AKJV, visit the Which Bible series. There is nothing more important than our copy of the Word of God, and Bible versions are certainly not all the same. Every sentence is a piece of God. This feature has the power to anchor your feet to the solid rock. Everything is made out of words, and changing words changes everything. We are warned in the Bible not to add or to subtract from the Word of God. Revelation twenty two eighteen and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. In Satan's deception of our grandmother Eve, he added one word, and a question mark to bring about the calamities the world deals with this very day. In Genesis 3.1 we read, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Satan says, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Remove the word hath and the question mark, and the verse would correctly read, Yea, God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Satan changes the words. Concerning deadly words, consider these paragraphs from 21 Signs of Doomsday, word changing in 666, are ready for prime time. What does Satan's ploy of changing the words of God have to do with the mark of the beast? The majority text authorized King James Version reads in Revelation 13, 16, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Revelation 13, uh, verse 16, reads in the NIV, It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands, or on their foreheads. On this subject, G.A. Ripplinger writes in the 1,200-page book, In All of Thy Word, the following. This may be the most damaging twist of Scripture in these perilous days. The New King James Version, the TNIV, the NIV, the NASB, the ESV, the HCSB, and generally all new versions allow their readers to take the mark of the beast simply by changing the letter I to O. Applied Digital Solutions has a Verichip ready to market. Their spokesman appeared on the 700 Club to ensure the Christian viewers that their embedded chip 
did not fit the new version's description about the mark of the beast because their chip goes in the hand, inserted with a large needle device, not stamped on the hand. The Associated Press, Washington, February 26, 2002 reports, Good or Evil, Applied Digital has consulted theologians and appeared on the religious television program, The 700 Club, to assure viewers the chip didn't fit the biblical description of the mark because it is under the skin, hidden from view. The authorized version says, in. New versions say on. Note the Veritech Acquisition Corp. acquired Verichip's implantable microchips in 2012. The time of the end approaches and Satan has staked out his positions. He has changed the word. Jesus Christ is the only way of escape. Click on the further with Jesus now if you have yet to be born again. End of quote. The chip which marketing people claim um, hold up to five gigabytes of information and add 30 healthy years to your life is on the move and probably enjoys some use in your neighborhood now or is not that far off. Four years ago, Monday, September 19, 2016, the headline of the Wall Street Journal's Trends feature reads, When Information Storage Gets Under Your Skin. The subhead reads, Tiny implants can replace keys, store business cards and medical data, and eventually a lot more. Excerpts follow. Patrick Powman doesn't have to worry about forgetting his keys and being locked out of his apartment. That is because he doesn't need a key anymore. He simply unlocks the door with a wave of his hand. The implants can be activated and scanned by readers that use radio frequency identification technology, or RFID. Those include ordinary smartphones and readers already installed in office buildings to allow entrance with a common ID card. There is no comprehensive data on how many people have RFID implants in their bodies, but retailers estimate the total is 30,000 to 50,000 people globally. The fact that the tags can't be lost is one attraction. Another, users say, is that the tags don't operate under their own power, but rather are activated when they're read by a scanner. That means they can never be rendered useless by a dead battery like smartphones. It only takes a few seconds to inject a small glass cylinder containing the tag the size of a grain of rice under the skin, end quote. Note the number one contender for the authorized King James Version's position of correctness is the New International Version. Most who are using the NIV have a translation published before 2011 and are fully unaware that things have changed substantially. Their NIV is no longer being published. According to Ripplinger, the new NIV, which was available online for review November 1, 2010, was scheduled for a printed release of March 2011, but with no name change. It will still be called the NIV, yet 5% of its contents will have changed. That's about 76 pages worth of additional changes. Remember, Satan in Genesis 3 added one word in the question mark and ushered in the law of sin and death. Some will recall that in 2005, the TNIV was published, which some have called the gender-neutral Bible, with no sales success. They have taken the TNIV and merged its content with the pre-2011 NIV. The following paragraph is from biblica.com NIV. 
In addition, particular attention was paid to external feedback in the area of gender language. See what was decided about inclusive language on page 4. As the CBT stated in announcing the planned update, every single gender-related change made from the 1984 NIV to the TNIV was reconsidered. Some were preserved, some were rescinded in favor of the 1984 rendering, and many were rewarded in a still uh, third different way, end of quote. Proverbs 24:11. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change, end of quotes. Everything is made out of words. Therefore, everything is affected by words. Watch words in regard to medical diagnosis. Several paragraphs from author and Pulitzer Prize winner J.T. Halliman's book, Kidding Ourselves, follow. While you are reading, remember, it's all words. But perception is a two-way street. Not only can we convince ourselves that something will make us better, we can also convince ourselves that something will make us worse. When this happens, the effect we feel is attributed not to a placebo, but to its evil twin, the nocebo. A nocebo is a negative placebo, and research has shown that its effects can be just as powerful as the positive ones produced by a placebo. In extreme cases, they can even be fatal. Although instances of this are rare, they occur often enough that many physicians believe they compose a modern medical malady death by hypochondria. Maybe one day we walk into our doctor's office feeling more or less fine and walk out with the news we all dread. Under such circumstances, people have been known to simply drop dead of a heart attack. These reports are mere, are, excuse me, are not mere folklore, but fact. In 2012, researchers in the United States, Iceland, and Sweden examined the health records of more than 6 million Swedes. Swedes not only enjoy some of the world's best health care, they also benefit from having some of the world's most thorough care records. The researchers found that the risk of death from heart attack and stroke soared immediately after a cancer diagnosis. It was more than five times higher than in people without cancer. The risk was greatest the week following a cancer diagnosis and decreased over time. But even a year after diagnosis, it remained three times higher compared to those without cancer. Moreover, the likelihood of a heart attack or stroke increased with the severity of the cancer diagnosis. The darker their future looked, the greater the risk of cardiac death, end of quote. The power of death and life is in the tongue in so many ways. Isaiah 66, verses 1 and 2, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath mine hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. The marvelous mystery of words. Everything is made out of words, God's words. He spoke it all into existence, and there is proof everywhere. God's words are not just printer's ink and paper. They are alive, and His name is called the Word of God, Revelation 19.13. The spirit man eats words. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4.4. 4. 
Every letter, every word, every phrase, every sentence, and every verse and punctuation mark in your majority text Holy Bible is a piece of God. The warning is severe. Do not add or subtract. It takes just one letter to get to the mark of the beast and certain damnation. By necessity, we must participate in the great mystery of words. Today's academics begin to understand what the children have always known. God's word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, John 1, 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God said, Revelation 19, 13, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Proverbs 18, 21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Man said, The God of the Bible has no relevance in today's enlightened society. He has outstayed his welcome. Everyone knows that. Now you have the record.